Welcome to JB Trio Podcast, Season 6, Episode 3. I'm Lee McDonald Jr., and that's it. Everybody else is called in six, so I'll be flying solo tonight. We'll just be going over the results of last week and maybe a few other things. I don't know. I've never done a solo show before, so we'll have to wait and see how it goes. My wife may pop in and out in the background. All right, so we just got done bowling with week three, and that is the last week that we have our averages locked in the system. There's my darling wife, Jennifer. Say hi. Hi. So to start off with the results of last week, we had Team 9, Slate's Rockheads, go against Team 16, Almost Empty Nest, and it was a dominant performance by Slate's Rockheads. They won 44 out of 48. Team 16, that's one of our newer teams. They consist of Anna Marie, Bob, and Nancy. They bowled slightly above average, uh, but uh, unfortunately, they got dominated by Slate's Rockheads by a large amount. They all bowled well over average, 2,100, 2,146 to be exact. So they dominated. That'll be the last week that they get to use those averages because they are now unlocked after three weeks or nine games. So it's beginning next week, Slate's Rockheads will no longer get as much handicap. I'd say about a 60-pin difference. So we'll have to see if they continue that dominance. Next pair over, we had Team 8. I don't quite have these memorized yet. Team 8, pin high against Team 14, Tim A. That's my son, Leland. That's Tim, Cheryl, and Chris's wife, Camilla. Looks like they split with team number eight, Pin High. That's uh, Gina and Tina Clay and Craig Voren, former bowler from years ago. They were split 24 and 24. It's a pretty even balanced night. So those two teams split. Next pair was team 15, OG. They brought in a few subs that night. We had um, Darren McHenry, who is normally on that team. He was out that week. He's going to be out next week as well. So we had a new bowler come in for him, Jim, who's his neighbor, and a bowler in another league. He had subbed for him, did pretty good, set an average. And our old buddy Kiefer from last year, last fall, come out of retirement and subbed for that team. So they had a full team that night. They ended up getting beat uh, against team number 10, put your thumb in it. That's Jake, Phil, and Chris. They won 28 out of 48. If I remember right, Chris bowled about average. I think it was Philip that bowled above average that night, pulled their team to victory. And so they beat up on Kiefer coming out of retirement, Patrick. Uh, Patrick will now be using a current average instead of the locked average. So I think that might help him out next week going forward. Team 11. Ricky and the two mix, and they went up against Team 3, Wicked Trio, which is Tim, Amanda, and Larry. Unfortunately, Tim did not know that our league rule is that in, for a pre-bowl, you have to bowl it as a team, so he was not able to use his scores, unfortunately. So we had to use his average instead, and Wicked Trio ended up taking 22 out of 48, in a minor losing role, they almost split. Uh, so Team 11, Ricky and the two mix, bowled pretty good. If I remember right, it was it was Ricky that bowled slightly above average. I think he had one of his 600 series weeks. And so he bowled good, and they won 26 out of 48. Not a bad performance by them. 
Next pair was Team 5. We got balls. Good old Mark's team. They bowled up against Team 2 out of pocket. That's the brand new team, the Two Hickeys and Zach. And they bowled pretty decent. They had a good last game. They managed to come back. They lost the first two games to Mark, but had a really good last game. Managed to squeeze out 22 total points out of 48. So instead of a lost cause, they pulled it out and almost split with Mark. So it was not too bad by them. Mark's team all bowled above average, but it's just that last game cost them. Next pair, Team 7, the S team. That's the new vice president, Chris Saunders, his wife, Tina, and Diego. And they bowled against Team 13, BD in the pocket. That's uh, Chris's favorite team. That's Christian, Brian, and Matthew. And it looks like they had the dominant performance of the night. Even though Chris bowled above 600, was not able to bowl good as a team. Unfortunately, Tina had an off night. Diego bowled pretty good, but Matthew and Christian and Brian all had great nights. They won 43 out of 48, so that's going to propel them. They did very good. Team four, blame it on the alcohol. Perfect name. Fred Williams and family, Fred, Carol, and it was James Singletary that bowled that night, subbing in for Garrett against Team 12. The Men and the Ten Pin, all oh, that favorite name of mine. Gary, Cody, and Sean, they bowled next to my pair, which I'll be coming to shortly. They bowled pretty good. Cody bowled not bad. He bowled above average. It was Sean that bowled lights out. He had, I think it was 660 or 670, somewhere in that realm. And they dominated that night, and they took 34 out of 48. So good night and good kudos to them. And then there was my pair. We bowled like crap. My team, which is, who are you calling a pinhead? Which some people have pointed out the way I've got it spelled. looks like whore are you calling a pinhead. It's me and my son Peyton and Greg. We bowled the dominant performance team. We bowled against three fingers deep, team number six, Caden and his dad, Rick and George. Rick the dick. That's what uh, Chris said last week. With Caden Bowling, Bowler of the Week honors, nearly 700. He's at 690, way above his average. Rick Bowling, midnight last week with a 618. And George, nearly 600. Greg on my team bowled pretty good. He shot 650. He was pretty much the whole reason why we won 10 points. So we won 10 out of 48, and they took 38 out of 48. So they did pretty good. Adult Special Awards, Jake Albright had a 200 game. Neil Brady had a 275 and over game. He actually had a 280. Gilbert had a 268, so he had a 250 game and over award. Ron Reynolds had a 700 series this past week, so he gets an award. 250 game and over. Fred Williams had a 266, so good job to Fred. So those guys had the special awards. Uh, we mentioned a little bit about Bowler of the Week. One, that goes to Caden Connor bowling 129 pins over. So he did pretty good that night. And uh, honorable mentions goes to Sean Taylor, 113 over, and Neil Brady, 101 over with his 707 series. So back-to-back weeks, he shot 700. So good job goes to those guys. And to go over the standings, Slate Rockheads are dominating. They are at 134 points with only 10 points lost, 93% winning percentage which is a hell of a start for three weeks. The, uh, second place is Team 13, BD in the pocket, 99 and 45. 
Ricky and the Two Mix, 96 and 48. Three Fingers Deep in fourth place, 93 and 51. Timmy, which is Leland's team, they're in fifth. They're at 84 and 60. Put your thumb in it, 74 and 70. So from here on out, from sixth place down, it's at, all those teams are under 500. That's how dominant Slate's Rock has is stealing all the points. Sixth place, put your thumb in it, 70 and 74. Seventh place, Team 8, pin high, 69 and 75. Team 2 out of pocket, 68 and 76. Team 15, OG, 65 and 79. We got balls, Mark's team. 65 and 79 tied for ninth. At 11th place, blame it on the alcohol, 62 and 82. 12th place, Wicked Trio, 62 and 82, also tied for 11th place. The men in the 10 pin, 58 out of and 68. And 14th place, who are you calling the pinhead, 56 and 88. In 15th place, Team 7, the S team, 46 out of 98. And in last, 16th place, Team 16. Almost empty nest, 25 and 119. They got some catching up to do, but this is a, a special week for JB Trio because of the rule that we use where your averages are locked for the first three weeks of the season. They're locked with your book average, and a majority of the league uses a book average from last year, either bowling with JB Trios or a different league. So there's not many teams that are brand new that have set averages. There's a few of them. But now that we have unlocked our averages and are using our current averages, just to give you an example, Slate's Rockheads, as a team, they were getting close to 60 pins worth of handicap that kind of helped them out by using their book average from last year. And now, since they've bowled so good, they'll be using their current average, which is much, much higher than what they've been bowling. And now they'll only be getting 13 pins of handicap. That is a 50-pin difference, or nearly a 50-pin difference from what they've been getting for the first start of the year. So that'll kind of give you an idea of how much help they were getting and now no longer be getting. So going forward, that's just one team that's going to be impacted by that, and there's going to be other teams that will have the same. So from here on out, it's going to be serious bowling, I guess you could call it. But going forward, it's going to be interesting. I'm looking forward to it. So week four starts tomorrow night. Looking at our team schedule for week four, team seven, the S team, Chris Saunders' wife and Diego are going up against blaming on the alcohol. That is Fred, Carol, and I believe Garrett's going to make a comeback. They rotate their, their bowlers every three or four weeks. They rotate every week, but they should go back to their original lineup for week four. Uh, so Garrett will make a comeback, and he's got a very high average. And so he's been doing good for that team. And I believe with him coming back, he might actually pull out a victory for him. Just to kind of do a beat Mark's pick segment, since, again, I'm by myself, I will predict that blaming on the alcohol will just edge out Team 7 for that week. Team, the next pair will be Team 1, my team, against Team 10. Put your thumb in it. My team has not been doing so well lately, but maybe with our averages unlocked, we're also going to have a new lineup. Uh, I'll actually be anchor. I can't believe it. I'm beating Peyton. Put your thumb in it has been bowling a little bit better than us. And, of course, put your thumb in it as Chris and Jake and Phil. So it'll be host against host that night. I'm going to pick my team to beat up on Chris's team because – 
since we haven't been doing so good and we got our butts kicked by Rick and his son last week, I think we're going to go ahead and take that victory. We're going to take it out on Chris. Of course, they got that, what do they call it, that average, what did he say last week, that handicap maintenance? I forget what it is. But uh, we'll have to pick on him tomorrow night when we bowl him. Team 14, Timmy, that's Leland, Camilla, and Tim going up against Ricky and the two mix. So two teams that are familiar with the league will be bowling heads up against each other. Not sure of the spread of these two teams. I'm pretty sure they're pretty even. I would have to give the edge to Leland's team for that night. Leland's been bowling pretty good. And now that his averages is unlocked, I think it's going to only improve. Ricky shot a really high series last week, so that may have propelled him a bit higher than what he normally is accustomed to. So he might not be getting as much handicap that he needs to now that his average is unlocked. So I think Leland's going to take advantage of that that week. So Leland's team for the win. Team 15, OG, going up against Team 2, out of pocket. Two teams that are really close to each other. Out of pocket's got 68 wins. OG's got 65. So right there, right next to each other. This is probably going to be a tough one to pick. If I had to guess, I'd say Kiefer's coming back and subbing for that team. And Jim's going to come back subbing in for Darren. Patrick, of course, over live, but he'll be there. Out of pocket, they are going to be there. They're excited. They're bowling. They've been bowling good. They took some points last week that were unexpected. Look for them to bowl good. My pick is going to go with team out of pockets. I think that they now have their averages unlocked as well as the other team. The only reason I'm picking them is because it's a little bit unknown whether Kiefer's going to bowl or what their lineup is going to look like. Unfortunately, they've struggled with bowlers being able to bowl with Darren being out so early in the season. But he will be back. He texted me. He said he's going to come back. Hopefully, we'll be able to recruit Jim on their team permanently, and they'll have more of a regular lineup going forward. But since we're still in limbo a little bit, I'm going with team out of pocket. Next pair, Team 3, Wicked Trio, Amanda and Larry and Tim. They had a bowler missing last week, so they'll be back to full strength. Going up against Team 13, BD in the pocket, which is in second. And again, with the averages unlocked, it's going to help and hurt certain teams. I actually think it's going to help Amanda's team and hurt BD in the pocket because they've been bowling lights out and getting that handicap, but now the handicap is going to be less than what it is for them. So look for that to make an impact. And I'm going with Amanda's team. So Amanda, don't let me down. Next pair, Team 16, almost empty nest in last place. Going up against Team 5, we got balls, which is Mark's team. Another team that, if we had to use an example, the average is unlocked. They've been bowling great. Ron just got through bowling a 700. They're going to be bowling with a lot less handicap, so look for that to make a good, a big impact. Almost empty nest. They've bowled way under their average, so they'll be getting more handicap pins, and the spread on that's going to be really big, and I'm going with the spread. I think it's going to be a little bit too tough for Mark's team. I think they'll even be bringing in a sub for Mark, so look for almost empty nest to get their first victory of the year. Next pair, Team 6, which is... Three fingers deep, that's Rick and, and his son, Caden and George. They also are another prime example of a team that was getting a lot of handicap. Now that the averages are unlocked, they are not going to be getting anywhere near that. 
George, however, has been bowling steadily and not jumping up, getting a really high 200 average, which he is. So he might help balance him out a little bit in getting some handicap. Going up against Team 9, Slate's Rockheads. That's the one team that has been dominating all three weeks. I think this is going to be the week that they're going to run into the Rick Buzzsaw. I think Rick's with the slight handicap, but I think it's actually going to be George that makes the huge difference and pulls through. And now that Rick's anchor, I think George maybe has less pressure on him. I think he's going to pull through for that team. I am going with three fingers deep only because I just familiarly got through bowling them and I know how dominant they can bowl. All right, and the last pair, Team 12, which is the men and the 10-pin. How can you not go with that name? The men and the 10-pin. That's Gary and Cody and Sean. They have been bowling steadily as well, kind of like George. Not too lights out, although Sean had a great last week. But I think their averages are going to stay consistent, and they're going to get the same amount or similar amount of handicap against Team 8, Pin High. That is the Clays and Craig also have been bowling consistent and they are in seventh place and in a pretty good position. Whereas team 12 is towards the bottom. I'm actually going to go with team 12 on this one only because I think they're in a slightly better position with the handicap. And I think Sean has really figured out something on these lanes because when I bowled next to them last week, they all had a good shot to the pocket. Cody had a good line. I think once Cody gets out of his head, he unfortunately he beats himself up too much. He puts too much in him in him, gets in his own head a little bit. I think if he were to just bowl, hit that pocket and crush it, I think he even he would say that he gets in his head a little bit too much and brings down his full potential. I think he's gonna make a comeback. And Gary, of course, is very reliable too. So I'm gonna go with team twelve, the men in the ten pin. Well, there you have it. That was a short podcast this week. It was the first time I did it solo. Hopefully it wasn't too bad. Hopefully I didn't lose all of our listeners or both of them. And we should have Chris and Mark back next week. They'll make a triumphant return. And, of course, everybody loves Chris, just like the TV show. So I'm sure he'll tell you himself. And Mark, uh, he's going to be the ultimate warrior again, or not the ultimate warrior. I guess that's somebody else. But in any case, thank you for listening. And we shall see you next week. And if you don't come back, you'll be like the Cowboys losing to Arizona. Have a good day.